Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, The Fallen. Let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a very long time, and he is like a little schoolboy today. I am super excited. First trip in a long time, heading on a golf trip tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. And uh, my crew that's going are from high school, so I won't tell you how old I am, but that's a long time hanging out. And uh, I was telling Alistair that we're like school kids. You know, when you start to describe the days before going as one sleep away, <laughs> you know, it kind of uh, tells you how tough this uh, COVID lockdown has been and how joyful it is when you, I think the last session we talked about getting together in person, and now this is actually going on a trip to a warm climate uh, for a few days. So very excited. So Greg is struggling to concentrate, but I think he's going to be able to pull it off today. I think so. And, you know, I'm a little tired as well. I'm recovering from a uh, uh, one night tough weekend because um, uh, my wife and I stayed up late and binge watched Bridgerton. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, we, we, uh, it was, it was a late night one night, uh, we're not normally like that, but, uh, it was a pretty good series. So, uh, um, uh, start with that and then excitement combined, uh, I'll try my best. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's, uh, carry on. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and then move on from there. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a really good discussion today, Greg. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one, and um, I know both of us have experienced this in a number of areas, and uh, this is a tough one. So the fallen. There have been some serious developments at work. Someone who has been accused of something really serious, they might have been arrested, exited from the organization or under suspicion, and you have experienced some or all of the following. Management isn't talking about what's going on. There is a vacuum of basic information. Everyone is shocked. There is a lot of interest in the situation. The gossiping has begun in earnest. You feel you're being pulled in several directions at the same time. You can't believe the person could have acted that way. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, this is, uh, first of all, this is happening all the time now. And um, it happens, it's, it's probably even worse now when you're not in person yet. And so sometimes when you're in person, you can connect. And sometimes that accelerates the issue because, you know, rumors and gossip swirl uh, when people are together. But uh, it is just, a, it's a tough situation uh, it's tough for everybody around, for the leadership, because often when these things are really challenging and difficult, there are certain protocols, there are certain risks, there are certain things that come in the way. Uh, and this is something that often falls apart. There's either, normally it's not enough information and not enough support for those folks that are still here. Uh, and and that's normally the case. Sometimes it's too much information, but in at least in the situations that I've been in, it's often not enough information. And when there's not enough information, you know, there's a vacuum. And within a vacuum, all kinds of things happen. And uh, depending on who the person is, how well they're, quote, liked 
or known or thought they knew and the seriousness of the situation, boy, it's so mucky. And it can send a team or an organization completely spinning out of control. Uh, and uh, the key is to figure out how to manage it quickly and as effectively as possible in a the most human way as possible, I think. And I, Greg, Greg I know you, uh, because of your HR experience, have been through this numerous times. And Myself as well, unfortunately, I've experienced it uh, being in professional standards in the police, but also um, in my uh, kind of volunteer life. I worked on a team, uh, a multidiscipline team that assisted various denominations in dealing with this within the faith community, which adds another com uh, level as well. And uh, I've seen this in that regard, probably 15 to 20 matters in whole or in part. And everything that you've been saying so far is bang on with my experience. And I would hope that people wouldn't have this experience, but I agree with you. It's it's much more common than it used to be. And it needs to be dealt with uh, better than we have in the past. But there's a lot of stuff going on in this. And uh, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yeah. And I would just add one thing before we uh, start. And that's no matter what you think, it's way more complex than you think. And that makes it challenging for everybody in the situation. And uh, depending on what the situation is, if there's someone else involved, the victim of the situation, that makes it so much difficult. Or if there's, you know, if it's fraud or something like that, no matter what, it is so complicated. And having been in a senior HR role where I had to be the person managing all sides, kind of juggling everything, even though I've tried my best, sometimes I failed miserably, and uh, sometimes my hands are tied, sometimes they're not. Uh, but I can tell you one thing: it's always uh, ten more times complicated than uh, the person sitting saying, "What the heck's going on?" I think, Greg, this is going to be a good conversation because you've described what your role has been in these things. I've been uh, the guy on the inside, the investigator, the person like responding on the ground, doing the stuff that needs to get done. So I think we're going to have a good conversation today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? And I agree with you, Greg. This is very complex and there's all sorts of stuff going on at any one time. So the first one, this news can be huge to everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, often we just don't know what we don't know. Uh, and, uh, and, and it imp can impact people differently, right? Uh, you know, people have relationships with people and sometimes they're deeper, sometimes they're lighter, but we all have impressions that we make. And so something like this, um, creates all kinds of spin, um, doubt in people's minds, confusion. And, you know, whenever those things happen, it takes people away from focus. Uh, and when you take people away from focus, mistakes can happen, um, Things can be lost, you know, uh, sales can be missed, you know, all those things. So just really, it, it can be huge to so many people and it will be different for each individual because based upon the experience and the, not even the experience with a person, but sometimes it brings up old stuff if there's something in particular, a topic that they've experienced themselves. So it's, it's, it's so, so tricky. And I think you have to assume that this is going to have a much bigger impact than you think it will. Yeah, I think you're right. And sometimes, uh, unfortunately, our manager's um, first instinct is that, oh, you know, it's just within this group. I think we'll be able to, it, it hasn't, it hasn't uh, impacted beyond that. But to your point, always assume that it's a broader reach. 
And silence does not help the situation. No, silence is is like uh, the lighter fuel that, you know, the old barbecues where you used to spray on, it goes whoosh. This is what silence does. Um, sil- I mean, there's certain things you can't say, you know, legally your your things, but just saying nothing is 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 horrible. And and boy, it's sometimes tough because th- often these things come out, quote, come out of the blue. Sometimes they're known, but they're surprising. Sometimes they are very surprising and and you have to respond fairly quickly. Um, but silence is not the right response. And you've said it in other podcasts. If there's nothing there, if there's a void, people will fill in that void. Mm-hmm. No question. And the next one, you've kind of uh, hinted at it. There must be some information released, but you got to keep in mind privacy, process, uh, you know, protecting victims, protecting witnesses. It's really difficult to manage this, but you have to release something. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it, it's making me pause and think about throughout many of our episodes, we talked about the importance of relationship and the importance of creating a space where where trust exists. Uh, and the more you have that, the more uh, it sets the space that you can have conversations like this. This is more difficult in situations where there is no relationship, where there is low levels of trust, then, you know, it's hard to build trust when you're in the middle of this. Although I would say how you handle really bad situations can sometimes build trust in an organization if you show up differently in how you respond. But uh, this this is a good point. Again, privacy is important. There's some things because whatever situation has happened, um, it has to be uh, an innocent until proven. And there's always an investigation of some type, whether it's a a financial or whether it's a, a, a relational or a harassment situation or something like that. I mean, obviously, if the person has been let go, there's been some investigation in this description that you've talked about. But still, there's still ongoing processes that you got to be you got to be uh, aware of and sensitive to. And as a manager, the next point, people will never feel that enough information has been provided, and you have to be okay with that because we're balancing all these things. And we need to give enough information, but knowing that some of the people that we're dealing with will never think it's enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough because people want more. And some some people uh, have a, a need, but, you know, really as a leader, you're responsible to confirm what you, what is true and what is known. And and you're responsible for supporting folks through the, the journey of the response. But there's some things that... Uh, that can't be given. And there's some people that just want to know. And it's a natural human instinct to want to know. Well, the next point is, you know, curiosity will be abounding in these types of situations. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's interesting because uh, I'm not sure if this is a further point down, but part of that curiosity is uh, just kind of helping to set um, expectations of how you need your team to support in a situation like this. Because sometimes we are all going to be curious. However, um, asking for their support in, in things like, like if you, if you hear a rumor, um, please bring it forward to me and, and, and ask the question. Don't pass it on to somebody else. Uh, clarify the truth. Um, uh, the more that folks can be, hey, this is what I've heard, 
Can you clarify that? The more that we can clarify through one source that is a, a clear source, the better. You don't want to limit the dialogue. You actually want to you actually want to open the dialogue, but in a controlled fashion versus an uncontrolled fashion, which is that gossip that uh, spins completely out of, out of control with uh, untruth. Well, I think a couple points down will probably add on to what that you've just brought up. Be upfront about what you can share or not and why, and and you know create that the healthiest attitude possible. I mean, things are probably out of control, but and people are just thinking, wondering what's going on. But I think by being upfront with people and setting the tone on how this will uh, be dealt with is very, very important. Yeah, and again, there's that why. You know, it's it's like, you know, usually people when they're when they're caught up in the spin, they don't see the context and the broader perspective. And being able to share that with them. So here's what I can say, and here's what I can't say, and why I can't say. I can imagine that you would understand if you were the individual involved in this situation, there's still some investigation to go forward. And in respect for them, no matter what they did, we need to be respective of the person and allow the, the, the due diligence to occur in the process. And so here are the things I can confirm, here are the things I can't, and I hope you respect that. But that's, that's a, a clear and crisp perspective and able to uh, um, set the framework, which I think is important. Greg, I can tell you've probably been down this path a few times. Oh, I have. I have. And it's so tough because you, especially in those painful situations uh, where there's such shock, you, um, you, but you got to be there. You got to be present and you got to be consistent in your, in your language and your words while still being open to the conversation and the angst that's happening uh, usually in organizations when something like this happens. So the next point I think is so, so important, and you've kind of hinted at it earlier on in our discussion. Some people may be affected greatly, and sometimes that's because they have a shared past experience, and this is a trigger, and this is something we all need to look out for and support those people. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I've been talking a lot about this lately of how do you hold space, right? And sometimes as managers, we want to solve issues. And often the best solve is just to be present and ask questions. So in those situations where something like this, say it's been a very serious harassment situation and someone has experienced harassment either in other situations, in work or elsewhere, that this is something that is very tough to them. And if you're recognizing real pain and stress and, and those situations, acknowledging that you sense this in the person. There's some great ways of just echoing back or supporting a space where you can just sit and acknowledge, boy, I can see that this is really, this is really hard um, for you. Um, you know, is there anything that, that I can do to support you in the process? I, I'm limited in some areas because of confidential that I've talked about, but, you know, is there anything I can do sometimes out of, out of tough, tough situations like this? Sometimes pathways for growth and healing and relationship building can actually occur because you create space for someone to be open with you, to be more vulnerable, to get them support. So it might have nothing to do with this, but sometimes just to be aware of this point that some people are greatly effective. And you almost as a manager, when stuff like this happens, you have to really um, almost extend your radar to a higher level and just be more present to shifts that are happening in people and check in a little bit more with people. 
because you never know what's behind the situation, um, and even in present or even previously that you need to focus on. You really need to read the room. Really need to read the room. And it's tough, you know, you're busy, and if it's not something that's natural to you, but just, um, you know, uh, it's just something you got to build the habit and you just got to say, okay, today I'm going to, I'm going to be more aware of the emotions of my team and what people are feeling. And if I seeing a shift, I'm going to confidentially uh, pull someone aside and say, hey, Alistair, I just, I notice you feel kind of heavy today. I sense you feel kind of heavy. I might be wrong, but I'm sensing that, you know, is there anything you need to talk about? Uh, and sometimes even just acknowledging that and saying that is enough in these really tricky situations for someone to say, huh, they, they care. So remember we talked about if there's no trust, boy, you can build trust really well just by being a caring, observant person and creating space um, for and acknowledging what people are going through. Sometimes people just need to be seen to be seen. Right. Yeah. And the next one kind of takes the next step. Make sure you have support people available and that there are information uh, sessions so people know that there's focal points where we're going to be discussing these things. And that's it's a great um, uh, opportunity to actually model how we want people to deal with these things. But to have support people, maybe if it's a very, very traumatic incident, you have them on the floor walking around or and you know make announcements that people are available if people need to talk to somebody and, and like uh, confidential hotlines and maybe opportunities outside of the workplace for people if they – they don't want to be known that they can reach out and get some support. Yeah, this is so, so important. And it's it's important for everyone in the process. Uh, in my career at one point, I had someone um, who, who, who had worked, uh, was a really positive, energized person who had had some struggles um, actually with, uh, with some substance abuse, but had really kind of gone beyond and was really, really uh, everyone thought was in great shape. And uh, and then died by suicide, and uh, uh, the shock that that held through the organization, and you know some of the managers were just trying to manage themselves um, because they too were experiencing this, and it was so traumatic. Um, but that organization did a really good job of bringing in experts in the situation, um, creating multiple points. Uh, and and mediums in which you could connect. So you could go onto a website. They had little. They had pods. They had counselors available. Uh, they had people shepherding all levels of the organization through this. And uh, it was the most. It was an accelerator in culture because people really felt. But they needed those extra resources because this is just something that none of us are really equipped. Even if we've experienced it personally through family and friends or others, uh, we're, that's not our expertise. And having people just to facilitate the dialogue, to create the space, why well, it was it was a powerful thing. I, I've uh, had the opportunity to uh, meet some of the people that go into these types of situations, and they are such cool cats. They have such unique skill sets and can talk to anybody. Really good at reading the room, know when to push a little, know when to stand back a little. Uh, the people that deal with these types of situations, they're, they're, they're so helpful. They are just so helpful. Yeah, and, you know, there's multiple levels, too. In this situation, we brought, uh, we trained the managers, especially we, we uh, it was the individual's boss. We actually provided direct, um, really deep support for. The rest of the managers, we, we provided um, tools 
and and a, a, a questionnaire. And then we provided the experts available to anyone. So there was a learning, there was a training, there was a supporting, uh, there was just an openness. And again, all of this reflected was aligned to the organizational values. And so it was a great accelerator for people to say, wow, guess what? They're doing what they said they were going to do. Uh, in in even the most difficult situations, and boy, values really come to life in the tough tough times. Yeah, that's cool. And just be advised that you're going to do this imperfectly, but don't let that stop you from doing things. There is no there is no roadmap to doing this. Every situation is unique, but you still need to step forward and do what you can in the situation. Again, actually, again, this is a beautiful opportunity to to uh, demonstrate vulnerability as a leader saying, you know what, um, I, I gotta be honest, you know, in that situation I just described, I, I'm personally struggling through this and I've got so much going through my mind. And, uh, so here, and here's, uh, we've brought in these experts and this is what they've suggested to help me through it. And I'd encourage you to do it as well. And if you need, if you don't feel comfortable going and talking to them and you feel more comfortable coming to me, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm working through this too, but I'll be here to listen. But again, that vulnerability, I, it, it creates this human connection between us. So again, that opportunity of being, recognizing that you're going to be imperfect because we are, even the experts are going to be imperfect. But it provides a great opportunity in these really challenging situations to lead by example. And understand your own feelings around the situation and seek assistance if you need it. Yeah. You know, managers... And not just managers, you know, like, again, I was a head of HR for some large organizations and uh, you sometimes go into action mode, you know, and, and, and it's good intentions to support others and going forward and you move on adrenaline to, to solve issues and to support and to action to get the places in place, but things in place. But uh, um, often we forget about ourselves. And, you know, we've talked about this in all kinds of situations where we might think we're, we're fully got our under control, but stuff leaks out. Um, so uh, the best leaders, again, going back to that vulnerability piece, are going to say, well, you know, being sensitive of what you're feeling and, and being first to model getting support, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. And the last one on the manager's side if you were on the inside of the process somehow, help those around you in a healthy way. And when I was in the police and we had to deal with things like this in professional standards, we talked it out. You know, you had a, a there was a wider group that you were working with and, you know, you would do case studies or you'd sit around talking about it. There's always support. People would come up, how is that going? Are you guys okay? Do you need anything? And we always had conversation. When I did it in uh, uh, the sacred world, when I worked with this um, group of people assisting various denominations, uh, we, we would be talking all the time before we went into something, after we came out, every time we'd go to a congregation to uh, talk about stuff uh, with them, we would talk amongst ourselves. And it is, is interesting because there's a bunch of retired pastors on this team that had, you know, a zillion skill sets. And there, there's times when somebody would be, do a reading before we'd go uh, from a book, a poem, uh, from scripture, whatever it was. And you know, I don't know how many times I got prayed for before going into something like this, but uh, this group knew uh, the heaviness of this type of thing and were, were really uh, cued in on self-care and knew that we had to support one another. And, uh, you know, some of the things 
were new to me. Some of them weren't. But I found it really helpful that the, the team just kind of knew that this was important, that everybody that was, being, uh, that was involved in this in terms of investigating it and helping people was okay. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. I think, you know, um, even if you aren't involved directly in it, if you've got a manager that is your peer who is really at the center of the storm, how can you be supportive of them? You know, those, you know, I, in many, in both my book and, and I've talked to many podcasts, the power of the inner circle, having a group of folks that are able to support you when you're going through this. And they may be at work, they may not be at work, but it's just so important because stuff happens. And if you're the manager trying to hold on to everything and balance it off, if you don't have an outlet that you can talk it through, either professionally or in a community, boy, oh boy. And to your point, sometimes it's just somebody that, that says, hey, can I pray for you? And what, whatever your tradition is and whether you believe it, you know, like, I don't know anybody who doesn't uh, like when someone says, can I pray for you? Even if I don't believe you're, it's going anywhere, they're thinking of me, positive energy is going. I mean, I have a faith background, so I would appreciate it from that perspective. But, you know, there's something about it just, again, it's that seeing, you know, you said earlier, it's, uh, you know, the importance of being seen. Well, see the other managers that uh, you work, your peers and your friends. That's cool. Now, as employees, there are a couple of things we need to think about or do to assist us. The first off, these types of situations can cause all sorts of feelings within us. Yeah, and you know, there's so much great work around um, emotions and energy right now, and they all start with acknowledge it and uh, verbalize it in a healthy way. So I am scared. I am angry. I am frustrated. I am, you know, whatever, fill in the word, but, but... Sometimes we try to bury our feelings, and uh, this is an important aspect. Uh, um, just recognize them. And listen to the information that's provided and ask good, helpful questions, realizing that sometimes certain pieces of information can't be shared and you're not going to know everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be curious, be patient, though, because, you know, and, and uh, yeah, because acknowledge that some things can't be shared at this point and maybe not as fast as you want them to. Sometimes people want to know who is involved. Maybe there's a victim or witnesses or a group of people. I've been in this situation a few times where somebody really wants to know who's involved. And I've always asked two questions. Why do you want to know? And what would you do with that information? Mm. Yeah, th those are good challenges, internal challenges in that situation. Um, uh, yeah, because... Yeah. And I don't know what those answers would be in general, uh, you know, that usually it's because I, I think I need to know. And, you know, uh, I read something really recently when everything, whenever you think you have a right to know, you know, you're in trouble because <laughs> there's no yeah. such thing. Right. Uh, yeah. It's the, the right to know if you, if you, um, if you have to be a victim as well, if you, you know, but there's, I, I still, it's, yeah, it's a curious, curious question. Uh, and just to challenge yourself, like, how will this make the situation better? Um, you know, uh, what, what are you able to contribute? Uh, but still, knowing who's involved, I don't think anything really matters. I think if you've got a point, if you've got an observation, if you've got an experience that you need to share, then the organization has to create those spaces for people to come and share. Um, 
but it's a sharing of an experience versus uh, wanting to know. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great, great curious question and often happens. Absolutely. And your bosses are probably having a hard time with this as well. And we've kind of already talked about this in a couple different ways. Keep them in mind, support them. Yeah. You know what? On almost all of our podcasts, we say, you know what we said before about the managers, if you're a team member, you should do the same thing. So part of it is being more present and being aware, noticing the shifts. Man, you know, nothing is better than uh, when one of your team members says, hey, Greg, you're looking heavy. And I know that you, this is, must be really tough for you. And if you want an opportunity to just chat, I'm here. Now, maybe it's not appropriate, comfortable and that type of thing. But knowing, again, it's we're all, we're all humans. We, we, we so value that support. And you've said it a few times today. This is a great opportunity for relationship building because everybody's out of sorts. Everybody's struggling. And that mutual support, no matter what your position, is really, really helpful. And people will probably really appreciate it as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there's usually a process of some sort, like an investigation. Remember, quite often, you're not part of that process. So information may be limited to those that are involved or need to know. And just remi- remember, we're all curious. And quite often when we're asking questions, it, it's that curiosity that has us. And we just need to be okay with that, that uh, it's not our process and we're not going to know everything. Yeah. And you know what? It just it's made, sparked something in me that going back to the managers and leadership is, is so important. You uh, sometimes can't uh, provide details. But what you can provide is here's the process that we're taking or process, depending on where you're from. And here are the contact points if you have a uh, uh, something that you want to share uh, or, or an important contribution to the investigation. Um, having that clear up front provides those pathways. And sometimes what happens is they're not clear, so we don't know what to do. So that just, it's a, it's a good build. And we may have talked a little bit about it up front, but really being crisp on at least what you're doing. And, and if anyone has, um, something that would contribute to helping us better understand the situation, here's who you go see. And remember that there is a tendency to fill in the blanks of information with speculation. Speculation isn't facts and can seriously damage the workplace if it's run amok. Mm, I agree. I was reading a thing recently of, uh, I think it was in the book, The 15 Commitments to uh, Conscious Leadership. I'm not sure, but it was the whole, and it reminded me again of the studies around the difference between stories and facts and how we think something's a fact but it's just a story. It's our interpretation of what that is. And speculation is the, is the, is the, uh, the, the meat in the, in the story sandwich. And just to take it one step further and put another label on it, no gossiping. Take concerns and questions to the meetings provided or to those contact points that you were discussing. Yeah. You know what? Um, these, this is normally someone's life or, or a number of people's life, both if it's the, the, the person who has been accused and, and if there are victims involved, then the victims are involved. This is, uh, this is so tricky. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so if someone comes to you and says, you know, Hey, did you hear? I mean, uh, don't create a space for that. Um, 
you know, really just, just uh, you have an opportunity to help manage this and redirect them to, especially if there's a process of where they need to go, if they've got an answer and, um, and, and even saying, you know what, I, I, uh, thanks Alistair. I, you know, I, I, pr- I, uh, I, I understand you, you want to share that, but you just, I'm not comfortable sharing it with it. You know, there's so many unknowns and really, my perspective is to keep my perspective to myself, and I've got a thought to uh, to share it with those involved. So it's just you can um, you can just say no to gossip, and because uh, uh, listening and uh, feeding into it, it just feeds into the the monster. Everybody has a responsibility to manage this situation, no matter what your role is in the company. I agree. And make sure you seek out help if you're having trouble coping. Maybe this triggers something from your past. Um, you know, if you're having trouble, if this is, you know, kind of causing you anxiety or, or whatever's going on, make sure you reach out and, and make sure you know where those resources are. Yeah, you know, we said uh, as an individual, being more present and aware of how other shifts are happening in other people, but equally important is being aware of the stuff that's happening in yourself. And, and you know... Um, it's a part of acknowledging it. I do a lot of work of helping people just understand the energy in your body and how the shifting is happening and just saying, wow, I'm just, there's something, I, I really feel a churning. Um, and then who can I go and just, just, just explore this this with? Um, and that's can be so helpful. I found uh, when we were doing debriefs with groups of people, uh, that energy you talk about, you would see somebody just churning. But we would also look for the people that are just so still. Mm. And so we'd make sure that we worked the room, that we were aware of what's going on in the room and made sure that as a group, because we always seem to respond to these things in groups, that we spread out in the group to physically making little zones so people could come up and maybe they look at me and they don't feel comfortable with me. They want to talk to a female member of the, of the, of the, of the crew. And we did a whole bunch of things to zero in and, you know, a lot of energy or no energy was a sign that maybe, you know, this person just maybe needed a couple words and an opportunity to do something. So we were always really, really cognizant of what was going on in the room and made sure that we made space, held space for people. Mm, that's really good. You know, you think about that because there's some times people that will shut down and go inward and that's just as challenging. And situations like this can put you into a grieving process, especially if there there are some uh, quick results of the investigation. Maybe somebody's walked out or whatever. Understand what it is and enter into a conversation about it because everybody always goes grieving because somebody, you know, passes away. No, no, no. Grieving process can often come, you know, with a loss of a job, with a loss of a friendship. The grieving process kicks in in all sorts of situations. And to understand what that is, maybe you need to sit down and talk to somebody. There's a couple of good models, the five one, the five step and the seven step, but they're all great to have a conversation around. And if you find yourself in that grieving process, then it's really important to sit down and just talk it out with somebody. Yeah, because they all begin with sharing. Because if you don't share, then there's no pathway forward uh, in grieving. Now, it doesn't mean you have to share everything, but it is, it's the starting point. I agree. I agree. And do your work and speak uh, to your boss if you're having trouble because of the incident. Uh, we do have to do work. And sometimes these situations can be very disruptive to what we do. And depending on what we do, uh, it's just so important that if you're struggling, if other people are struggling and things just aren't happening, that we have a good conversation, a good, healthy conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Great, 100%. 
And if you're on the inside of the process somehow, like the manager, help those around you in a healthy way. You may have more information because maybe you're a witness or you help somebody or you just know something. Make sure that the little group that you're with or even just the people that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, make sure you reach out and help everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree 100%. Wrap up. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, uh, as we said at the beginning, this is a, a, a very tough situation no matter what it is, especially if it ends up that someone in, you know, as described in here, someone's walked out, um, there's an investigation, it goes through, uh, it, it, it is hard. And it seems that it's happening more and more. I think part of it has to do with just also uh, um, people are more, are, are more open to calling things out, which is really important. Uh, coupled with the fact that there's so much stress that's happening right now that are causing people to act in ways that are that are inappropriate as well sometimes. And so it's it's a complicated time. And I think just what we've talked about is just so important is to really make sure that you deal with it. Um, create as open a possibility uh, as a situation as possible. Um, have a clear pathway as to what you're doing. Um, because if people know you're doing something in a vacuum, they will make up themselves. And then the last thing I would say is just, uh, really support those that are here or, or those that have been maybe impacted by it, but also whether directly or, or indirectly, sometimes we just, we don't think it's going to be as big as, uh, as, as, as it is assume that it's going to be at least two times bigger than it is and probably 10 times bigger than it is. And you can't overdo these things, especially when it comes to support and creating spaces for people to have um, a dialogue, to work through it. Um, it, So it it does a couple of things. It really adds to your value, what you care about as an organization, um, building relationships, a sense of belonging, and a sense of trust. It does so much by doing that. And it's so worth the investment. And, and it also allows people to get refocused back on the jobs that they're doing, which is important from profitability, uh, customer expectations, all those things. Uh, so, so move quickly, have a plan, and give support. I think for me, uh, Greg and I aren't experts, but we both have uh, specific experience in this area. Uh, so I think in, in summing up, I, I think what I do first is, is talk to those people that might be in a situation where they're being taken advantage of, where they are the victim and that, uh, you know, please come forward when you're ready, when you feel comfortable in a way that you feel comfortable. So if there is anybody out there that's going through a difficult time right now, uh, in every organization, you know, there, hopefully there's some place that you can go and talk to about this. So, uh, First off, I think the the two of us um, would feel very strongly about that and very supportive to somebody that's in a a terrible situation. And as well, I I think of all the people that I've done investigations with uh, that we've helped deal with these types of situations. And I'm so thankful for those people because um, they were so talented, understanding, empathetic, uh, very direct at times, uh, and just were doing it for the right reasons. So uh, what I'm thinking about right now is I'm, I'm just very thankful for the people that I've had an opportunity to work with. And, uh, you know, these are situations we wish did not exist. But if they do exist, it's important that we shine lights into dark places and support the people that we find in those dark places. So I think this is a really serious uh, topic. Um, you know, it, it's very difficult to manage. It's very difficult to be a part of. 
but that shouldn't stop us for for doing the the, the right thing for the right reason and doing our best in dealing with these situations. So this is um, just bringing back a whole bunch of memories, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm thankful for the people that did come forward, and I'm thankful for the people that managed these things the best that they could and helped deal with victims and other people involved. Uh, it's a difficult situation. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Uh, something just sparked in me is you know because uh, we talked about reactions. Sometimes, depending on the situation, the reaction is relief that someone's finally dealt with something that's been along that's been uh, for a. But it's still an emotion. It's still walking through. Um, I think at the core of all of this is I keep going back to throughout all of our podcasts. You talk about the the importance of relationship importance of building trust, importance of building that safe, brave space where people can actually are open to come and bring things that are not consistent with with the values or the guiding principles of the organization and uh, and to be able to bring those forward. So I, I too think of some brave souls that uh, came forward on a number of different issues and when I was in different roles and uh, and we're courageous enough to come forward and say, this isn't right, and this is what we need, and allowed that investigation to happen. So that is, I would agree, it's an important aspect. And, and to the people that uh, you know are in this space and who have had this shock and all these things are unfolding, uh, a very wise man, uh, I, I heard him talking to a group of people that were just in turmoil, and he addressed the idea of, of uh, grief. And... Uh, you know I like any f- anything that's food related, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, "Listen, just so you to give you a, a basic understanding of, of how grief works, think of it as stew. Every time you put that ladle in and you pull out some food, there's a different combination in there. So some days you're going to be angry, some days very sad, frustrated. All the emotions that you experience, you can experience that every day. Every time you put that ladle into the stew." And at first, it's going to be really bad, and it's going to start to get better. But grief will visit you from time to time. And when it does, it's like putting that ladle in the stew, and you're not sure how you're going to feel, but you're going to feel something. Well, you know, that's a great analogy, and and it made me think about the last piece, I would say, is, you know, sometimes we are really good in the moment, and maybe even shortly after the moment of the big, the fallen that occurs, uh, but it's really important to have an ongoing access point to folks because you're right. Sometimes that stew, those emotions might not come up until a month or two later. And to having a, a trailing um, platform or process that folks can still reach out to deal with it on the third scoop, uh, bringing out the stew, that's when it might be the the grungiest and you need the most support. So make sure you continue it, that support. Um, and normally most places have EAP these days and that type of thing, but just keeping it top of mind to folks. And, and even as a manager, sometimes those reactions um, come a couple months later. So again, being aware of that. So folks, uh, we hope that uh, what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. But Greg, you're, uh, if there was ever a topic that we should have your philosophy, I think this would be the one. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, my philosophy that we end each of our podcasts with is that uh, great learning from my first coach. And, you know, she said that in our sessions that together that uh, there are times when I'm going to be peeved and times that I'm going to be joyful. 
and uh, both are excellent because they're indications of uh, times of reflection and potential shift, and it's all about what I do with that. So sometimes we, uh, you may have heard something today that made you uncomfortable and uh, made you churn a little bit, and we just ask you to sit with it and think about what can you learn from that that shift, that churn. And you may have heard things that are joyful, so things that you think, yeah, you know what, I think I did a really good job in helping support that or moving that forward, and that's good to celebrate those and move forward. But on both cases, uh, reflect uh, and learn and grow, and that's what our hope is for this podcast. Shout out? Sure. I have the paper. You have the shout out paper. Belfast, Northern Ireland. Really? Belfast, Northern Ireland. That is fantastic. I just watched the movie Belfast. Fantastic. By uh, If you haven't seen it yet, it is really good. It basically is the uh, story. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, yeah. His his story is as a child, and, and uh, or at least loosely based upon that, but it's a, it's a beautiful film. Uh, but that's fantastic. Uh, Belfast, I don't think we've had anyone from Ireland uh, participate on our, our uh, podcast uh, yet, but uh, that's fantastic. Welcome, Belfast. Yeah, we've, we have a, a steady, uh, some steady listeners from Dublin, uh, and I think we might have mentioned them before. And yeah. I think we have a friend living in Dublin now, So, uh, but uh, a, a previous guest. Oh, right. Right. So uh, welcome to the club, Belfast. Thank you for dropping in and, and come again. Uh, listen, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.